that's a very hard thing what that family's going through right now. Well, it's a pretty hard thing that they're going through, but I, I think that um, I think that everybody got caught up in the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think where you and I decided that that we changed the tune on it was when we, when we you know. NASCAR teams don't just randomly say somebody's out for a family emergency, yeah. right? You, you knew something, something crazy was up, and then when you start getting texts from insiders and stuff like that, you know, the mm-hmm. friends that are in the know, they're like, dude, this is this is legit bad shit um, that's going down without actually saying anything, uh, you know, without actually – because obviously some people were in the know way sooner than we were, but, um, but uh, I think yeah. definitely, uh, you know, that was – I think that was part of the the difference for us, and obviously, I think it's just because we've been doing this long enough to where we know not to always jump to conclusions on that kind of yeah, stuff too. Yeah, so. yeah, very, very much a hard deal there. So obviously, uh, our our thoughts and prayers are, are are with the Gibbs and and just all of that. And maybe this is something that, um, I mean, you know, we we've talked about you know Ty maturing i mean that that's a hell of a way for that to happen you know what well, definitely changes the fan base opinion yes. of them for sure yes and I, I think that's where folks are a lot of people are stepping back what they were thinking about that because you know it, it's it's tough for coach gibbs i mean and I, I was thinking about that yesterday because you know we talk about the von erics and all stuff all the time with with the wrestling and and different things it's uh the gibbs family i mean here we go again i, I, I mean this is something else that is, um, and you got a feel for even for like uh, for Kyle Bush. I mean, the last ride in the eighteen, that's uh, that that was going to be a very emotional day. But for all those folks, I, I mean, that really sucks. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's tough. It really is. I mean, it's one of those things where obviously it it, um, it came very unexpected. I I thought that uh, you know Marty Snyder, I think, did a really good exceptional job. I don't know if you got a chance to watch the post race there on Peacock or not. When everything was over, I, I flipped over just because I wanted to listen to a few more. Yeah. championship interviews with Roger Penske and at some of the other uh, high, high ranking officials and stuff over with NASCAR and team Penske. Uh, and then they were, you know, Kyle Petty and them kind of had it, you know, Snyder had kind of played it off how close that he was with the whole Gibbs bunch over there. And so yeah. uh, Kyle Petty kind of asked him and he, you know, had had some tears to his eyes talking about how close he was with Coy Gibbs. So that, um, yeah, I, I think that that's the, um, the, the un, fortunate legacy that both the both the Gibbs boys have left is that they both died at 49 unexpectedly mm. well I guess maybe JD's probably wasn't as expected as unexpected as this one but yeah mm-hmm. definitely I mean you never know that just just that you see the hours before just sitting there celebrating <sighs> the Xfinity championship with Ty so that's uh yeah you know, I guess the next day is never given yeah just never woke up <laughs> I mean that's uh that's a tough thing right there. Um, so, obviously, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to the Gibbs family and all the NASCAR family. I, I mean, that's a hard thing right there. Um, I do want to give some love to I-37 Speedway because um, I, I know that Friday night kind of drug on a little bit. Uh, fr- Friday was horrible because I was doing high school football, and we drug out, and it was like, oh, my God. Finally, I got home, and that was done. But uh, to me... I know we had Ray Doyon on here last week, and I-37 hit themselves a home run this weekend because they, I mean, the stands were packed. I mean, they had plenty of cars, plenty of trucks, everybody in the pits. I mean, that that right there, that was the race that I-37 needed Mm -hmm. to to kind of put them right in place with everyone. It's the race they needed to to end the season on a really good note, really. Uh, Obviously, they they needed a couple of races like that. Everybody needs a couple of races like that in the mid part of the season where you have – full stands and full pits and a really good uh, entertaining show. But 
Uh, definitely a, a hell of a way to cap off a, a really good season. Uh, another very good showing by uh, the great late model series that's coming. Uh, so they definitely have some um, had some really good positive momentum there uh, towards the end of the season. So yeah, yeah, and a very good thing. I mean that that was a very impressive part of that was with the late models. I, I mean it, it was a great night, uh, great two nights for them. Uh, I mean and, and going back at it, you know Jared wins the trucks on Friday. That is our uh, revved up uh, sports show driver of the year, Memphis Virial Virial, as we say it in the uh, factory stocks. Uh, Marcus Miklicek in the limited modifieds, and then Dean Abbey. I mean, what do you say about Dean Abbey? I mean, when you get the Abbey showing up and and the race that 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 Dean put on, you know, in that late model. I mean, what what a great drive! What a great drive! In a packed, in a very packed stack of late model. Pretty good. That's good. The pretty best good part. stack field. Yeah, from from all over. I mean, a couple of them boys from Louisiana come down and trying to. Uh, to make make the race well, and, and all of that well, too. So. And then Saturday, I mean Shane Abear wins, you know, in the late models. I mean I mean that that's a Louisiana guy. I mean he wins. Uh Saturday Stevie Whitaker, uh, uh, Brandon Spreen, uh, uh, Johnny Torres. I mean the factory stocks uh, I mean it was fun to see all of that. Uh to see those guys go at it and uh he, here's the other part. Here's the other part and here's here's the curse of the revved up sports show. J.J. Jennings on this show last Monday night wins again. Well, how's that, right? a, cur- how's that a curse? It's a curse of being a winner. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. That's good. I thought I thought it was going to be negative there for me. I'm like, no, Wait a minute. What, no, what, no, what, it's what, a positive what? curse. You come on this show and you're going to win. You're going to win, and J.J. does it again. Who else That's, wants to come on now? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, you come it, on here, you have a fairly accessible event too. That's why 105 is coming on. It's gonna be all blown up. It's gonna be all blown up. People wanting to be a part of this uh, with that. And coming up next, you've got the clash. I, I think that's gonna be the the next biggest event that we'll have uh, coming up in the state of Texas as we start uh, nailing this thing down. And I think I, I think the clash. Uh, I mean, the clash has always been really good, but I think this year the clash is gonna be exceptional, my friend exceptional you're gonna be on the mic for that one uh i'll be there uh loud proud and in charge a little bit on that deal uh i think that it's i think it's important i think this is one of the most important clashes they've ever had down there i think this is what the third year they've had it Mm -hmm. uh with some of the attendance being off uh both in the pits and in the grandstands i think that it's a it's a it's a home run that the racetrack needs uh same thing as i-37 is a big way to try to get a a win uh, when you get ready to go to the off season, right? Some of these, some of these end of season races, they can be, they can be deal breakers and deal makers uh, in terms of some of the stuff that can happen for the following year. So, uh, a lot of stuff positive. I think with with, with the turnout that I thirty seven had with their factory stocks, uh, I'm almost anticipating at least that many for Owens deal, uh, if not more than that. Or an Owens deal meaning the the Edna Clash. I think we'll see probably thirty five forty. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if we if we sniff close to fifty factory stocks at that race. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think that the late model deal is is going to follow suit. I mean, I think that that that's going to be a big thing. I mean, there's money involved right there. I mean, all of that you know with the All Star Crate Late Model Series that Owens put together, and the the fact with him doing that. I mean, I think late models are so imperative right now. Because it, it really is. I mean, we talk about it all the time on the show to where it's like the factory stock thing. And, uh, you know, we worry about limited modifieds and IMC modifieds and all that. And the modified count, everything being down. But 
to see that amount of uh, of late models, I, I think that people are going to be chasing this thing. I, I mean, they want to win the series. And with the names that we saw at 37, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you you got the big hitters showing up. Yeah, I mean, and, and it was surprising some of the guys that showed up come all over the state. Mm-hmm. I think there'll be just that many, if not more, showing up for the Clash and be probably twice that many showing up. They'll be coming from all over mm-hmm. uh, when they get ready to go to the, uh, the, the showdown or the... The Western, what is that race called? The big, the big showdown there at the end of the. the I don't know. I, all I saw was that shirt. Oh, and that model. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm sorry. With the cut out, with the cut off jeans and everything. Oh, nice. Yeah. Got Go models ahead. in the studio tonight. That's right. No That's interns, but models in here tonight. So that's what we do around here. And by the way, I'm rocking the Astros shirt. Congratulations to the Houston Astros. How about that? I know that a lot of people didn't go to work today in Houston. I know a lot a of lot of people didn't go to work in Houston. Yeah, schools were off. I mean, it's like, all right, let's uh, let's celebrate. Not contested. Not that 2017 was contested at that time. It was all after the fact. Well, I mean, you know, it's only a few of those players left. So, you know, question this year. Ain't no question this year. World champions. They still gonna, the problem is they're still going to call cheaters. That's what sucks. No, no, not 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 this year. I mean, if you call them cheaters this year, you're stupid. That's all I got to say. Bottom line, champions again, twice. What about Dusty Baker? He come back or is he going to? He one and done. Shit, he said he's coming back. He is ready. He is ready to go. Um, it, uh, it, it was a great day for Houston and I'll tell you what, I, I mean, I was actually talking, uh, I did in wheel time on Saturday morning with our man, Don Armstrong and, and, and Mike Mars and all those guys. And, and I was telling them, I said, so here we go. Everything Houston is officially back because number one, Houston is going to win the world series on Saturday, which I called. And then you're going to have the, the huge event coming up at one Oh five which we're about to talk about with Troy Smith. And then we got the asphalt. I mean, mm, I mean, you can't Houston, go wrong there. Houston is back. It's and back. the Texans are still at the bottom, so everything's like it should be there in Houston. <laughs> well, nah, that's a whole different story. That, that That's your quarterback getting massages, buddy. He'd been gone for a year. He decided he pouted and wanted to sit sit on the pine without playing, so... He'd been gone. He'd been gone for a year in my mind. So yeah, well, yeah. Uh, other thing I do want to mention: Who's the number one draft pick this year coming out? Houston. Yeah, I mean, oh. Houston's going to get it, but who? What player are they going to? Bijan Robinson. Go get a go get a running back. Well, they 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 got enough draft picks. They could actually probably get a running back. They and probably a quarterback. could. They probably could. They probably could. You got a quarterback, Davis uh, Mills. You got a quarterback. Go get Jimmy G. Mm, they need to get somebody. They need to get a supporting cast center with people that have actually people have actually heard. Yeah, yeah, might help right. sell some tickets on Sunday. Well, that'll that'll help. Hey, before we get to one hundred and five, Jared Fryer, our man, wins at Caraway Speedway. We crown the champions in the Cars Tour, and all of that is said and done. And uh, how about Jared? How about Jared? What a way I to mean, a little controversy there, but ah, uh, well, but, doesn't I matter. Mean, but I mean, I think for the most part, everybody's pleased when Jared wins. So. Uh, well, we well, are wasn't, here. wasn't a lot of wasn't a lot of controversy. Just a little question. You know, depends on which side of the which uh, which side of the the pit box you're on. On that side, if you're on his side, there wasn't anything wrong. It was a racing deal. If you're on the other side, not so much. Kind of like the dip string uh, Ross Chastain and uh, and uh, Chase Elliott yesterday. <laughs> yeah, 
racing deal, racing deal. And I still go back to with the late model stock car series and with the cars tour. I mean, that right there, I mean, that as long as they don't mess it up, as long as they don't mess it up, that is some damn good racing right there. I love watching that. I don't think they that have, series. I don't think they're on pace to mess it up a whole lot. Well, uh, I mean, they did sell it. No, not, Actually, no, no, not, you, not with that group. Not with that group. But I, I, I never saw the official word that they bought it. Yeah, uh, no, I have not heard that. I have not heard like that we yet. saw the one tweet that was like, "Oh shit, okay," and then you got the one, then you got it, and it said, "Huh, that's odd. Maybe they didn't officially buy it yet." Yeah. I don't know, but uh, I mean, to me, that's good stock car racing right there. That's good late model stock car racing to watch those guys get out there and just race. Especially that, at North Wilkesboro. That, that race is right. better than the super late model race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and hopefully that, that that's going to be something that continues. I, I mean, because we need that. We need that on yeah. pavement. Yeah, definitely. We need any kind of successful pavement show we can get. Although we love our we love our dirt shows too, especially around here. That's right. And speaking of that, we got a big one coming up in Cleveland, not Ohio, Texas. Good friends of ours as they check back in on the Revved Up Sports Show hotline. Man, the Texas Grand is coming up, and and this is going to be a great weekend coming up uh, in the Houston area. Joey Smith checking in. How we doing, sir? You guys ready to rock and roll at one oh five? Good, good. Appreciate you guys having me, and uh, we are getting real close to ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, talk about this, man. I mean, it's got to be a lot of preparation going into this because you got lots of classes, you got lots of cars, and most importantly, lots of money on the line for your for your drivers out there. Yes, sir. This thing, uh, you know, since David Solwester started back in '98, you know, it's it's continued to grow. And you know, we we made a deal with him to secure it and keep it going back in 2020. And, you know, every time we've done it so far, it's a learning curve. And, you know, now I don't feel like you can start early enough mm-hmm. on the preparation. Um, you know, all the, the small details that guys that have done this for years just kind of breathe through, you know, we're, we're still learning every time. So, you know, you think you start early enough, and it's down to the last minute to get all the, the I's dotted and T's crossed. That's right. Um, you know, especially like you said, when you start bringing in this many classes, and you know, there's a lot of big shows around, but we pay pretty solid purses to a lot of classes, so that that really changes the dynamics. That's right. So, Joey, it does in terms of the preparation. I mean, what's what's been the the most surprising portion? Is is it just pulling together this huge seventy seven thousand dollar purse, or is it just making sure that the bathrooms are going to be cleaned and running, <laughs> flushing right? I mean, what's been the big what's been the biggest uh, surprise for you guys as you get ready for this big old race? Well, you know, traditionally since you know since we started, you know, promoting is we've tried to give everyone a, a constant field of improvement around the city and you know we try to to end the year with something strong like right now we've got a you know an air-conditioned vip area that's that's nearing completion we're trying real hard to have that ready to go um you know like you said it's all the little things because you're going to have you know over a few days that you normally see weekly racing so got to be sure the bathrooms can support it you got to make sure that the the kitchen stands ready to go and not going to run out of hot dog things like that. <laughs> um, you know, really at the end of the day, uh, as long as you don't look at it or say it out loud too much, the, the 77, 78,000 is kind of the easy part. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> and, and Joey, talk about this. I, I mean, you know, I know the asphalt track is going to be racing this weekend as well. But I mean, for you guys, the momentum right now, I, I mean, I think that obviously in Houston, you got the Astros big deal right now. The Texans, I think folks just don't realize in the Houston area that you have something really cool like 105 sitting in Cleveland that can be a major attraction for sports fans. Yeah, you know, as far as the Texans go, everybody's got to have a foundation. Somebody's got to be at the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, as far as, as it goes, you know, we've really tried to do a lot more, uh, you know, intermission entertainment and things like that to bring fans out that, you know, they, they're within 15 minutes of us and never knew the track was here. Right. Um, so, you know, we've really grown our, our spectator head count this year and hope to continue that. And, you know, that's one of the things that we're, we're working on right now. You know, we teamed up with firearms at Tomball, and I, I think we've got probably the coolest dirt track trophy around that'll that'll be out for our, our guys on Saturday night this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys saw our, our post earlier on Facebook, but we're actually giving custom-built uh, right at $4,000 a piece AR-15s with the Texas flag theme to our winners. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's, that's a big deal. That that is a pretty big deal. Uh, all joking aside about the food and the hot dogs and stuff, what um, the the atmosphere coming into the big race and, and we were talking about some of the, the some of the fellow tracks here. To when you get to the end of the year, you got the the deal makers and the deal breaker races, and and it seems like the the Texas Grand is always one of those deal maker events that really sets up it, it closes a really positive 2022 for you guys and it looks like it's going to open got the potential to open up the door to a really positive 2023 coming up for you guys as well too yeah that's definitely our goal you know we the the texas grand traditionally you know early on it grew from you know a couple race when nobody paid a thousand you know and, and david kind of got that going and it it became more of an event and a get-together where Pete looked at it from a bigger viewpoint and just going to a race. And a lot of times you'll have guys that rub door-to-door for a win and you see them on the tech pad, it's, yeah. you know, it's high fives and congratulations. And, you know, a lot of times in racing, that, it's not all there. It gets, you know, pretty heated. But you know, with the grand, we try to, to keep positive atmosphere and, and – you know, let's guys a lot of them around here kind of end in their season with us. So yeah. we want to have them silent to be ready to kick it off next year. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> and Joey, I, I mean, let's talk about this with you guys. I mean, because so many tracks, you know, it's like they run every other week, you know, what uh, once a month or whatever. But you guys, I think it's a it's kind of a hidden thing right there with you guys at 105. Yeah, you guys run all the time. I mean, it's every week throughout the regular season. You guys are running. You have a great contingent of folks that come out there, and they support you each and every week with every class. I mean, talk about that. I mean, you got guys like Howard Willis that come out and race. I mean, that right there, that's the Houston racing legacy, in my opinion. Absolutely. You know, we've got we've got the guys like Howard who have raced longer than I've been alive, all the way down to the excuse me, the new guys that. Mm-hmm. They're just getting their feet wet, and you know we've been averaging over this season, you know, over 95 cars a night, and you know with a few hours, we're getting everybody home in the, the 11 o'clock hours. So 
I think between just trying on a quick, efficient show and, you know, trying to push that good atmosphere, you know, we've had our hiccups, but, you know, we've addressed them as they came. And and I think people respect that. And as long as they can see a move in the right direction and they don't mind getting behind something and and supporting it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joey, that totally it totally is the thing. I think when people it, it takes it takes both the race fans and the racers to buy into the overall goal of a program. We've seen that happen times time again all over the country. Where when you get the racers behind you, obviously having the support of Howard Willis is huge because you know it's it's Howard Willis and he's the man. Uh, but having his effect on the racetrack and you know his his opinions uh, make make a big deal with it. But uh, you know, talk about the the relationship with the drivers. I mean, obviously you guys get a little bit of self promotion. With the track can only do so much, right? But it seems like some of these grass we call even though they're they're big shows with a lot of money on the line. We still call them the grassroots show because it's the drivers are helping themselves. You know, they they're promoting it on their Facebook page. These are the ones where they they you know, the friends that may be coming out that don't come out to a lot of races. This is the one they're elbowing their buddies say, "Hey, want put down the football for a minute? Come out and enjoy some racing." Uh, this is like one of those one of those events that you got to have that to make it even bigger and better. Absolutely, you know, we've got a lot of our drivers that you know they actually kick in money. They've got either you know self-employed have their own businesses or you know some of them will just take money from their race team and and buy a banner or uh you know a a title sponsorship to to help support the show you know and and that's a double-edged sword sometimes you know you can catch some flack because you know you've got a a racer banner flying as a sponsor but you can you can definitely talk to any of them and one of the things is good for us that Just a little bit, Joey. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Uh, all our good. Uh, yep. Phone system. Oh, did we? Uh, there, there we go. Oh, we now you're there. Loud and clear. Got now. him back. Got him back. Got him back. That's the joy of living in the country. Uh, I tell you, man. I, I tell you, and that's the beauty of it. I, I mean, that really is a good thing. So, I, I think we caught the 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 most of that. But man, what I do want to ask you about. I mean, talk about the weekend. Talk about the money involved. Talk about all the classes and where folks can figure out how to be a part of this because I, I I think 105 is about to hit a big ass home run this weekend. Oh man, I, I hope you're right. So we've got a uh, got a little over fifty six thousand in cash, Damn. and then with our uh, with our uh, F one supplied uh, trophies, that puts us about seventy eight thousand cash and prizes for the weekend. Damn. And uh, we've got street stocks, pure stocks, factory stocks, limited modifieds, and mod lights that'll run Friday and Saturday. Love it. With qualifying Friday features Saturday. And then we've got our EMSA turf mini sprints that'll run a full show on Friday night. And then we're going to finish the weekend off with uh, Crate Late models on Saturday. So be a full show for the Crate Late Saturday. Nice. That is that's and a hell of a uh, show. 
Yeah, we you know we've been we've been really lucky with our uh, big tire classes. You know, when we've had the big block modifieds and stuff over, uh, my partner Jesse's done a really good job on the racetrack, and and we get real wide and racy. So, you know, three wide is not a not an issue, especially when you have somebody with a big late model tire to to help blow everything off. Yeah, man. So, uh, Joey, one last couple of questions before we let you go. Talk about your relationship with Race on Texas. I know some of us won't get a chance to actually make it down that far over to Cleveland to 105, but it's definitely going to be one of them races I'll be watching on Race on Texas. Talk about the relationship uh, with Race on Texas from a promoter, about how is it – obviously, it's one of the – most of the promoters we talk to, it's beneficial to the program uh, to be part of the, the family of racetracks there. But what's been the experience like for you working with, with our friends over at Race on Texas? Uh, Chris and the guys over there are great. You know, they've, they've supported us all year long. They supported us last year. Um, you know, as a new promoter, there's that uncertainty of, you know, am, am I going to cheat myself out of spectators by allowing <laughs> them to watch it and the comfort of their home? Um, but I mean, quickly we realized and, and they're, they're a great team that's willing to, to share, you know, in both the risk and reward. And, uh, you know, we've been very fortunate to work with those guys and, I mean, even from a promoter standpoint, being able to watch good quality video yep. during the week to see, you know, whether it was something we did bad that, where there's room for improvement or, you know, even to just see a highlight, you know, that's that's really valuable. And, uh, you know, it showed really quick that all it does is expand the reach. It, it doesn't hurt, you know, the gate count. And, uh, you know, all in all, it's it's a good thing for motorsports. What they bring is, you know, is, is more visibility and – you know, at the end of the day, you can't replace the feel or the smells that happen at the track. That's right. So people are still going to show up, but it's it's a good thing to have that option for the folks that can't make it. That's right. And, Joey, how, how big is this? Because the whole thing is, I mean, talking talking about all, all the different, you know, the big classes, whatever it is. But you guys, I mean, th- this purse is stacked for, for, for all the regular drivers. I mean, they're they're going to show up and they're and they're going to show up and show out. I mean, I, that's got to be a cool thing for you guys. You're going to bring the house, and I think you're going to have a fantastic show. Yeah, I think you know our our local guys. You know, our pure stocks always put on a good show. You know, those guys. Love that. Uh, you know, for a weekly purse, they will they will run everything they've got. So yep. you know, you start tripling the purse. Same with our our turf sprint cars. I think it's it's a about triple the purse they normally run for. So those guys will, will get out there and leave it all on the racetrack for sure. Yep, yep, no doubt. Lastly, my man, where do folks go to find out more information? I mean, uh, tell, tell them. Tell them where to go to show up to 105 to be a part of this uh, fantastic weekend coming up. So you can get all the updates on our Facebook page, 105 Speedway, um, or on our website, 105speedwayracing.com uh, Facebook's definitely the most up-to-date and easiest mm-hmm. yep good stuff good stuff my friend uh, looking forward to it dude weather's going to be good weather is great yeah, weather could be good this weekend yeah yeah. It, it owes us that after what it did to us for Halloween yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no doubt no doubt man looking forward to this weekend man go get it have a great weekend dude looking forward to doing this more often excellent thank you for the time and uh the opportunity to talk with you guys and if you're not tied up and busy come on down and see us and uh hang out with us it's going to be a good show right on sounds like a good time buddy we'll talk soon
All right, thank you. You bet. Take care. There he is, Joey Smith. I think 105 is about to hit a freaking home run. Well, and here, here's an even better update of the purse in terms of because it was a little small on the graphic, uh, but I think it's the one I sent you the other day. Uh, the street stocks at 105 were $2,000 to win, uh, 150 to start from 9th to 20th. Wait, what? Street, street stocks, 2K to win, 150 to start <coughs> for the top Damn. 20. Top 20 for the main. Uh, factory stocks running at 3K to win, 1,500 for second, 1,200 for third, and 1,000 for fourth. Uh, 800 for a top five out of that deal. Pays 200 to start, 9th to 20th. The crate late models, 2,000 to win, uh, 1,000 for second, 800 for third. Pays 200 bucks to start, 9th to 20th. Uh, mod lights are 1,500 to win, 1,000 for second, 800 for third. 200 to start. That's a really good purse with mod lights mm-hmm. throughout the purse. Uh, limited mods, 3K to win, 1,500 for second, 1,200 for third, 1,000 for fourth, and 800 for fifth. Pays 200, ninth to 20th. Uh, EMSAs, 1,000 bucks to win, 150 to start. And your pure stocks, this would be pretty interesting for you. Uh, 1,500 to win, uh, 1,000 for second, 800 for third, 600 for fourth, 400 for fifth, and it pays 200 to start, ninth through 20th. Damn. That, that that is a good a night good, racing. A damn right good purse for that, all those classes. That is really good, and, and I think uh, you know for them. I mean, the only thing that I think about is that you got them and the pavement track going head to head. And I mean, I I know that that's you know it I, happens. It, it just happens. But um, damn, that right there, that is a night. That is a night of racing. Well, and the problem is, is that both. And I say problem, not more, not so much a problem as 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 it must as it is a, a an air quote kind of problem, mm-hmm. is that it's hard to determine which race to go to because both classes have super duper payouts for the racers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Eco Stocks at Eco Stocks in Houston record breaking winners purse of what twelve fifty twelve fifty thirteen hundred to win something like that by now. So that's um, I mean that's a lot of money for an eco stock. I think trucks are up to four thousand, maybe five thousand to win by now. Don't quote me on that, but mm-hmm. uh, lots of money to win, putting in a lot of purse money on both racetracks. So that's, um, you know, unfortunately for a race fan in Houston, if you, whether you like dirt or asphalt, and just a general race fan, that's a that's a tough ticket. Yeah, yeah, you got you got to make a choice. <laughs> the good thing is they're both on race on Texas. That's right. That's a good thing. You can sit at one and watch the other. That's right. That's right. If you don't want to go to either one, stay home and check it out. Stick around. Coming up, Jonathan Langham. Oh, no. Trouble coming. Uh, That'll be good. That'll be good. Should have had him on for Halloween. I know. Hashtag real race talk from Texas. Bobby Rodney. We're back in a minute.
heard about the latest and greatest technology being built around the DFW area? Generation Race Cars and JL Racing, located in Springtown, Texas, are now offering top-of-the-line, state-of-the-art Southern Sport Mods and limited modifieds. Generation Race Cars and JL Racing can provide new cars, turnkey, complete bodies, shock revalving, and chassis updates, along with providing trackside setup guidance and a whole lot more. If you're looking at competing at a whole new level, call 817-528-2947 and ask for Justin today. You can contact them through the JL Racing Facebook page to learn more about Generation Race Cars. You put a ton of effort into your race program. Now take it to Victory Lane with GRC. Hey everybody, Rodney Rodriguez for CRS Suspension. Are you ready to take your racing program into Victory Lane? Well, if you are, then it's time to call CRS Suspension, the industry leader in handling technology. CRS now solely owned by winning iStock and late model racer Jeffrey Abbey, whose knowledge can do big things for your oval track success. Give CRS Suspension and Fabrication a call today at 325-330-0647 and learn how you can get the shocks and technical guidance that will put you into the winner's circle. You either have CRS shocks under your car or you get outrun by those who do. Choose to win and call CRS Suspension today and follow them on Facebook at CRS Suspension Fabrication. Hi, this is Tom McKay with Audiovisual Consultations. Scientific data proves it. Size does matter. The bigger and wider your television is, the better. Football season is here, and the time is now to get your entire audio video experience tuned up and ready. New flat screens, projection video, Dolby True HD surround, all the goodies at great prices and followed up with great service. So call us at 255-8678. That's 255-8678 or on the web at avconsultations.com. Revved up ATX, Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon on The Horn. Rodney Rodriguez and Bobby Chaffee break down the world of racing, including pit stop news and notes and places for races. Revved up ATX, Saturdays at 11 on The Horn, where Austin talks racing. Be a hell of a show. Yeah, it is. A lot of money on the line for those guys. A lot of money. A lot of money. It'll be, it'll be a hell of a show. I kind of wish I, I didn't have pre-planned uh, weekend to be there, but uh, definitely, uh, that's definitely one of those. That's not one of those racetracks. We need to get a road show going. Wish we had more time <laughs> and didn't have so much commitments that we do. We could go on a road show and tell you go what. to all these tracks you've been talking about going to go up and see the Kevins over there at... At Rocket. Uh, also, thoughts and prayers to everybody up in Lamar County and Hunt County up there that got damaged by the tornadoes mm-hmm. uh, right over there, really close to Rocket. Uh, so, thoughts and prayers to those and some of our friends up in Oklahoma that are having issues with the tornadoes. But, um, you know, if you're a road trip, go to Rocket, go to Arklatex now, go see what's going on over there, maybe hit up a little bit of Boot Hill, but uh, yeah. just way more racetracks than time. That's what we have our friends that race on Texas for, to sit around and watch it when we yeah. can't make it. Yeah, got to get us a big old old truck and just do a road trip. I mean, put revved up on the side of the thing and, and, and everything and just go from track to track. Just show up. Just show up. I, I, I think that would be a really cool deal 
uh, kind of like college game day. Yeah. Just show up. Uh, I mean, we ain't got a broadcast. Uh, we could. I mean, we could. Need a generator and all that stuff. I got but, the generator. Uh, we just need the truck. Just show up. Just show up and uh, and do some hashtag real race talk. That'd be a fun part of it, huh? Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. But uh, like we said, coming up next, I think the biggest race coming up next is the Texana Clash. And I think that that's, um, I think it's going to be the biggest clash of them all. And and I think between the late models and factory stocks and everybody that's going to show up, I, I think that Owen's fixing to uh, like 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 this. Blow it out of the park with that race. I hope so. Going to be a challenge. Going to be a challenge for me with as many cars as projected to show up. So that'll be. I mean, I'm even posted up. I'm taking the mobile command center down there so that I can uh, be closer to the racetrack and not have to worry about staying at a roach coach. Because uh, with the many people coming for the class, those <laughs> hotel rooms are those hotel rooms are few and far between, and the ones that are there are pricey for even a small town like Edna, Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's two hotels, and I think that uh, they're, they're going to be full. They are going to be full uh, for that one as we get set for the clash. And, and um, man, I can't wait. I, I think that's going to be a big old deal. And um, You're still not blowing uh, Tony's phone up, are you? What's that? Have you been blowing Tony's phone up? Tony who? Oh, no. No. Yeah, You know, I, um, I'm going to go watch. I'm going to go watch you guys. I'm going to just check it out and um, just sit back, watch the races, be a fan. That's unlike you. Dollar beer. Dollar beer. I'm sure there's going to be dollar beer for that race. I think that's what I'll do. Mm-hmm. That's unlike you, but I mean, I I'll, sit there and watch you. I'll sit there and watch you and heckle you. Heckle me, and, and then you'd be like, like oh, give me that oh, give me that damn mic. Let me show you how it's done. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I ain't doing that. I'll just sit there and, and sit with uh, with my friends. You know, I got a lot of friends over there that, uh, that, that want to hang out and watch a race. That's what I'm going to do. You can bring a don't forget if you're coming to Texana, don't forget to bring a lawn chair. Uh while they have brand new grandstands there at Texana, they do have a, a section where you can bring your own chair and sit at the top of the hill and kind of sit uh in between the grandstands there. So lots of cool stuff. If you've ever been to Texana, this is the time to get down there for the clash. Uh you'll see people that you hadn't seen in a while. I mean, like I said, I even finally got to meet old Whoop Clark in person. because uh, he actually <laughs> went down Sorry yeah, to hear that. He went down to a race at Texana and got to, I got to actually meet him in person instead of just talking to him over Facebook and he had had a good time. Says first time he's been there and he's right. It was about two hours from just about everywhere, right at right at a good little drive, got done at a decent hour. So uh I'm anticipating the same thing. Now with that many cars it's gonna be hard to get done at ten o'clock like normal, nine forty five, ten o'clock, but uh, Owen likes to run an efficient show, so it shouldn't be. It should. I'm not anticipating it being one of them two, three, or four o'clock in the morning shows by no, no means. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't think so. I, I, I think everything is going to be nice and smooth, and uh, he'll they'll, they'll click that thing off because Owen. Um, so, so what do you think? I mean, with the late models, I, I mean, I think one of the things that I thought was so cool with with the late model series that Owen has built up, and. Um, that's the influence of Owen Pittman. Uh, I mean, to see that many late models at 37 both nights, that right there, I mean, that that's that's how you do it. I mean, that that's the real shit right there, in my opinion. I mean, he found a way to make it happen. I mean, that's for sure. Uh, that's what you want to see with a freshly minted uh, racing program there at, at the with the All-Star Cray late models. But they, uh, I mean, you know, they... There wasn't that many in Edna when they when they tried to debut it a couple of weeks ago, uh, but man, they sure showed up in droves there at I thirty seven. Should be just as many, if not a tick more, when they go back to Edna for the clash, and then that big shootout 
uh, there in Corpus there for the it, thanks are going to get Western. Did you see? Did you know? <laughs> Janice Workman dropping in the Western there a couple yeah, of times. Here. Yeah, Shout yeah. out to Chris Workman. Uh, we didn't, we talked about him with Ray last week, but uh, you know Workman has done a really good job as the voice of I thirty seven down there, and he's um, although may may need to may need to teach him the the i the 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 fine art of hiding the remote or hiding the microphone when somebody comes up and talks to him a little bit. Might need to teach him that one, but uh, yeah, other than that, he's doing a great job over there. Hey, I, I am not one to critique anything. I, we've I all mean, left hot mics open before. That, so. that, that that is a hard job right there, and that dude does a great. job. He does job. a great job I, down there. I mean, uh, he, he really does. I, I mean, to jump into that, and um, man, I mean, obviously everything that that he's dealt with. I mean, I think that's a great story, and he does a great. He does a good job. Uh, I mean that. Uh, it's, it's harder than you people think. Uh, I mean, it, it's one thing when people are like, fucking announcer sucks. I'm like, okay. All right, yeah. You okay. want to try it? Go for it. You come on up here. You try it. You try this. And and, right? you know, and, 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 and I mean, the promoter will probably either say, come on or sit down, one of the two. <laughs> and the whole thing is, uh, I think one of the things that, you know, we always talk about, you know, when it's like grooming the racers we need to groom some announcers because at some point, Bobby and I are going to die off. We've been doing this a long time. A way long time. And, I mean, all the guys, Milton, he's older than we are. <laughs> you know, at some point, you're going to need other people to do this. And and that's why I think for, for some of the young people that want to be a part of racing, learn that craft. Learn how to do that. Learn how to do that. It's weird. I never thought I'd be doing it, and here I am doing it for almost 20 years now. So Dave Moody will show us all how to do it That's in right. January. I need to go sign up for that. I, I got the thing saved on my phone, but I, have you signed up for it already? Hell yeah, man. I was the first one. Moody was like, why are you signing up? I'm like... Why not? You're teaching. Uh, um, 159 bucks. you're going to learn how to be a race announcer. It's a lot more to it than just talking and a lot more on to that it than mic. Talking about it, it's so. a lot more to it than talking on that mic. And if you don't think so, listen to the show with Dave Moody that he did with us. Yeah, uh, Dave Moody was able to grace us with what about thirty minutes of his time one night. That's right, uh, yeah. and it was uh, it was uh, time well spent. We appreciated all that and, and then some. So, and it's like a lot of folks ask me because I do. I'm like, eh, you know, maybe I'm done with this. Why do you want to walk away? I'm like, because to me, it's like the the the. The main reason that I miss racing the car, I miss being on the grid. For me, the hard part of being a race announcer is all the stuff the week before. I got to prepare. I got to do all this. I got to research. That, that's the hard part. Yes, I need to. I'll sign a up. lot. I'll sign up for that tonight. You should. You should. I mean, I, I have the I have the permission from the better half to do it. So. Oh, it I just have she... I just haven't just hadn't pulled the trigger yet. Yeah, it doesn't matter what she says. Say I'm doing it. Yeah, well, I tried that before too, and then <laughs> I got to do it. I got to do it. Going to the hotline. We're talking about a dude, one of my men, one of my men from out there in the Alabama area, Mobile, Alabama. This guy right here, one of my favorite people. He's family. Hell, he invited me to his wedding for crying out loud. That that that's how we are now. I I, I guarantee you, I'll be the only Mexican at his wedding. <laughs> my man jonathan langham jail how we doing man how's it going brother man <laughs> so 
Wait, are you DJing the wedding? Or are you going to be no, the, the reverend at the no, wedding? Or are you I, just going? I'm, I, I don't know. What am I doing, Jonathan? Hell, you Mexican. You bring in tamales, right? <laughs> <laughs> there it is right there. There it is right there. That's bootlegging guy. if he brings them across the Mississippi, yeah, though. There it is right there. Yeah, it's all right. We'll make do with it. We'll, we'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Langham, tell me about this car that that you have put yourself into, man. What what a freaking hot rod you got, man. Man, I tell you what, that it's unreal. This thing, it's it is very very nice piece, and we've been just me and me and Nathan has just been fortunate as hell with it so far, and uh, the last we ran. So we ran Mobile, shook it down just to get some laps in it before we went to North Carolina to North Wilkesboro yeah. in it. And uh, we we had a decent run up there, had a little little bit of hiccups. Foam, foam stopped up the uh, fuel line you know, the first night. We was a top five contender up there. And uh, we came back home, and we, we took it to Pensacola. We we broke track record, uh, won, came mobile last race. Didn't didn't have the setup. Well, had the setup where where we needed it. Just we we was only able to buy that one tire, so it it got my rollout and all out of whack. So mm-hmm. Car wasn't great for the beginning of the run. Ended up making the best of it and pulling that one off. And went to Montgomery this weekend. The track that I i love deeply i've i've got a sweet spot for that place up there it's just it's one of them tracks that i fell in love with the first five laps i ran it last year the first time i went up there mm-hmm. and uh we've been been looking forward to getting up there to run up there and uh we was able to qualify qualified second only was able to get a a 10 minute practice in and that was our group qualifying so we uh, started third after the invert, took the lead on about, I think, lap two or three or so. And we had a had a real good piece up there and was able to hold off for a win up there. So I'm, I just know it's a matter of time before, before the streak ends and the luck runs out. But right now I'm just – I'm having a, this last three races are really going back to – uh, August, I guess. I think when mm-hmm. we went North Wilkesboro and ran, it's just it's been a unbelievable last two or three months for me. And I I can't thank everyone enough that helped me along the way with this thing. Mm-hmm. John, is that a new build or is that one that you got in rehab? <laughs> it's a <laughs> rehab person. <laughs> uh, it, it was a weird deal how it all came about, you know. This was a this was the Alexander car that he got me to bring back from Houston to and wanted me to work on for him to get it dialed in. And then once I got it all the way back to Alabama from over there in Texas, I was like, uh, I can't fit in this thing without cutting the seat cradle and moving some stuff. And uh so we put my dad in it. He ran it a little. He or ran it a race or two and then me and Nathan decided to uh, we we wanted to try to try to get it for a 
donor car for our new for our <laughs> new car yeah. that we've been building. We was going to use the motor and transmission out of it. I'm glad we didn't decide to strip it. Right. <laughs> we yeah. went got it got it swapped over so I could fit in it and everything and done done a little bit of work to it not not nothing major what so it's been a it's been a great car so far for us yeah yeah no doubt so Langham l- let's talk about uh, I mean going to run Bristol I mean the one thing is you get out there you get to race on that track you nail a top 10 in that car just talk about that experience i mean for all of us i mean it's one of those things to where you want to talk about something to where as a local racer you know it's just guys growing up doing this stuff to get to race there my man how freaking cool was that shit oh it was a blast uh you know that and we knew we we was going in there with a butter knife compared to them <laughs> yeah. yeah you know and uh that's what my dad, he didn't get to go. He was, he had to work and everything. So he wasn't able to go. It was me, me, Nathan, and, uh, my mom and my fiance. And nice. Bo McCraney and his wife that I run the outlaw for occasionally. We went up there and just made a, made a fun trip out of it. Took a race car with us along the way. And, uh, it's just, man. Dad said, said, look, son, said, just go up there, have fun. He said, mm-hmm. you're doing something that nobody else down here is even doing. Amen. He said, you're going to fulfill a dream that you want to do. Mm-hmm. He said, you go have fun, and you do the best you can do. Mm-hmm. And it, that meant the world to me. I had fun up there. I just brought the car back in one piece, uh, got a top ten out of it. So we we enjoyed it. Got to like see some. Went to the Days of Thunder Barn. So it was it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. I love it. I, be, I bet I bet you were just shitting in high cotton when you saw that Days of Thunder Barn. You were you were sitting there. I'm, I'm Rowdy Burns. That that's what got you motivated at Bristol, isn't it? Or what? Did you see the barn first and then went to Bristol? Or was it vice versa? Well, we went. To, uh, it was North Wilkesboro, North Carolina, mm. at, uh, where we raced. And uh, so when we was getting ready to head back um, Thursday, I was like, "Let's uh, let's see how far the Days of Thunder Barn is from here." And it was like <laughs> forty-five minutes out of the way. I was like, "Oh hell no, we're we're going by there." You know, yeah, that's right. I'll never probably get back up here again. So we pulled in there, and I parked the car and trailer in front of the barn so I could get a picture with the car and the barn in the background. <laughs> so that was that was pretty kick-ass. Yeah, yeah. So what you think of Wilkesboro, man? Obviously, I, I got to see it before they, they went in and, and did all this new stuff they've got going on with it, with the revival and stuff. It's crazy how that you just roll up in a couple of trailer park front yards to get to the parking lot in North Wilkesboro. But, man, that, that track is special, and there's a lot of cool shit happening up there right now. Yeah, it is. It's it's very it's awesome to see that they're going to bring the all star to it. You know yeah. that that's pretty freaking fantastic in my opinion. And uh, but yeah, like you said, you, you go through just this little podoc little town, you know, <laughs> and all of a sudden there is a freaking fabulous 
facility sitting there in just the middle of God's country, you know. And you roll through that gate, and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> and you just you come across the track to park, and it's just all you get all these thoughts and everything in your head are just so many all the greats you know anybody mm-hmm. in NASCAR that was ever somebody or nobody period has been on was on that track, yeah. and then you get to pull out there and you get to you know know that. I'm doing something that fucking Davey Allison, Bobby Allison, Richard Petty, Jeff Gordon, you know, Earnhardt Jr., everybody. I'm I'm on a on a track that was written off, that was never gonna be again. Yeah. And here we are twenty twenty years late twenty plus years later, it's coming back to life. Mm -hmm. So it's it's very cool. I'm I'm glad to see it taking back off and looking forward to seeing the All-Stars run there. Hoping like hell that uh, they put the street stops on for something up there next year because I definitely would go back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I would I would hope so. So let's talk about that. I mean, obviously we got the race coming up in Mobile this weekend. Speaking of old tracks that are – that are getting a race again. I mean, you guys, I mean, you're my family up there. I'm going to your wedding next weekend, by the way. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, how, how cool is that? You know, that we got all these old tracks that are coming back and uh, kind, kind of feels like home again, doesn't it, brother? Oh, absolutely, 100%. You know, we there was, <clears throat> was a lot of things that, that had to take place and take shape for uh, Gina and Bo and, Mason and the whole the whole group of y'all, you know, yep. you, Todd, just everybody. What the Davidson, what Chris and Greg doing for the track, just everything, you know. It it can't it can't be one person, you know. Right. Gina, there's a lot of grief that Gina gets, and hell, I give her grief, you know. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 you're gonna get if if you're in the racing world, especially being a promoter or owner, you're gonna catch shit. You're there's right. no golden road paid for you. That's right. You know, but and it's just it's amazing. I love being able to be back at my home track. Hell, be able. I think we we've been able to win a race the last two seasons. It's been back going now. Yep. With me so, and that's that's something I for a little while. You know, there was a bunch of doubts and. And not only my head or dad's head, but just everybody in the Mobile, Alabama local community was thinking, will will we ever get a chance to run Mobile again, much less get a win, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's been, that's been pretty damn special. And, and uh, Mobile will always be my home home track regardless. If it's, if it's sitting in vines or still getting rubber laid down on it. That's right. That's right. So what's the plan rest of the year? Obviously, we race this weekend, but uh, Snowball, man, you got to take that rocket ship to Pensacola. <laughs> I mean, you already broke the track record. So uh, uh, what's left for you this year with that race car? Uh, Mobile this weekend. Uh, get it get it back uh, dialed in, hopefully, for Mobile this weekend. 
see what uh see if we can't try to fix up another win hopefully to close out the season at mobile and uh and hell hopefully hopefully my little brother will be able to hopefully we've got enough sportsmen and all there that him and little d can have a have a battle for the championship which yeah. i think they I think they've got a nine point separation between the two of them so i'd love for it to be enough cars that uh I could win. Maddox could finish second and get enough <laughs> points in between them, yeah. him and uh, the McDonald's, to get his first championship and me get the final final win of the season at Mobile. That would be that would be friggin' fucking phenomenal, you know. I would, <laughs> I'd love that. So, so what about that dude? I mean, that kid right there. I mean, he gets out there, drives his ass off. I mean, he. Uh, I mean, I know that you guys got the rivalry there. I mean, it's a family thing. You and Daddy, uh, man, that that dude. He he's a he's a wheel man right there. That that skinny ass young kid. Man, we gave him hell. You know, I I I gave him hell for man first year year and a half of him running that car mm-hmm. and uh finally it looked it lit a fire under his ass at Pensacola one night we was coming back from uh coming back from the driver's meeting I believe it was yeah and uh my dad told him said look he said I'm over the you know what footing he said you either gonna drive the son of a bitch <laughs> or I'm going to put somebody back in it that I know can sit in the son of a bitch right now and go uh, win race. He says, if you don't want to drive it, he says, you can get your ass in that car that your brother's racing, and I'll put your brother back in this one. He said, he'll show you that that son of a bitch can win races. <laughs> and he lit a fire under his ass. And I think he went out that night and finished second. And uh, I ended up fourth or what. Or, hell, he may have won. He yeah, he may have won, got his first win that night, yeah. but I know it, it was either that night or the week after he got his first win over there at Five Flags in that car. Ever since then, it's just it's it's been a motivational boost for him, and he is he has really took off in his own. Yeah, yeah, and I love it. I I would I give him hell. We've got a rivalry. That's like after the last race in Pensacola, he said, "Damn it." He said, now you're ahead of me again. <laughs> and win. As, as long as I've been racing, hell, it took, I've only got a handful of wins at Pensacola. Yeah. And all, and that's, that's our grudge right now. He said, now I got to win the Derby so I can tie you back up. There it is. That's shit talking right there. The gauntlet friend. has been laid down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, no doubt. No doubt. JL, thank you, my man. I look forward to seeing you this weekend, my friend. Uh, let's uh, let's talk in victory lane, my man. Let's do it again. I'd love it. I'd absolutely love it. And then we uh, we party a little bit afterwards, and then we'll we'll carry that party on over until next Saturday. We're gonna get you married. How, getting you married, my man. How, how about that? Uh, you ready to, uh, to become an honest man? How's that going to work out? Uh, I don't know how well it's going to plan out. <laughs> Honest man, I, I'm, I'm a lamb and I, I, I've got racing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you still, 
He still screwed either way. That's that right. One. That's right. That's right. I'm more excited about the wedding than the race. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a good definitely. thing. going to be a good thing, man. Thanks for taking the time, dude. We'll see you this weekend. Uh, uh, go get it, man. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you all for having me on. You bet. Take care. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. You bet. Dude, I'm going to that wedding. That's your first Alabama <laughs> wedding, isn't it? I should fit in perfect with that. Yeah, you might. What, what are you going to wear? You going to wear your black jacket like normal? Yeah, probably. I, I got a gray one. I got a gray one. Oh, okay. You know, maybe I'll wear this. Maybe I'll wear a Texas shirt. I can say, you ain't got a hair on your ass <laughs> if you don't walk up in there with a UT shirt on. <laughs> or a Texas shirt. Uh, Texas shirt. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. That That's going to be fun. But, uh, man, uh, what a job he has done with that race car. Uh, I mean, he is, uh, I thought, that's what that car was but uh man he is so that car i told him i told him this and and he probably doesn't remember to me that car with that 51 beaver stelzen every time i see that car i'm like he won't he won't know who that is oh i know he doesn't know who that is but uh it's like damn look at that thing it is hooked up it's a good looking car i didn't realize that was the old alexander car though so Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, it's a good one. Allen's got cars all over the place, or had cars all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, he had it, a good it, one going at I thirty seven too there for a while. Yeah, they uh they that they, they had a good <laughs> already. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Ready for the wedding. It's gonna be fun. It's coming gonna be with, fun. Uh, coming whatever you want. Oh lord. <laughs> oh be, lord. I'll be there on Wednesday. I'll be there on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I never told them that I was a. Officiant. That's right. You see me over there? It's been a year since we've been to that that wedding. No, Butch Havelka. My man. It's been a year since we've been to that one. Isn't it funny how time... um, I was looking back at some of the uh, Facebook stuff, and it's like, you know, remember the pandemic? Mm -hmm. Remember, we were all locked in, couldn't do shit. I mean, there was nothing going on. It, It is so weird. We always did this. I mean, we did this kind of from. We did a show for a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, we never stopped doing it. Yeah, it always, it always. That's how we learn how to zoom. (laughs) that's how how we learned. uh, I mean, for you to be south and me being north. I mean, that that's kind of how we figured that out. But uh, man, it it, it's so funny how uh, time flies by real fast, real fast. Yeah, coming up on. Let's see. Yeah, it's coming up on two on on two and a half years now, almost three years. Be March will be three years since it really the shit hit the fan. So, remember the day the world closed down? Yeah, March the seventeenth, twenty NBA. NBA. Yeah, it was like okay, we can't play. It's like okay, that's the end of the world. I remember going to the Derby. Everybody's like, "Why are you going to the Derby? There's a pandemic." Well, because there's a race I want to go see. That's why. Nobody there gave a shit. Yeah. <laughs> that year, nobody cared. And, uh, I mean, I totally get it. But uh, I, I will say that racing was the one thing that uh, – and, and uh, they did it smart. Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, every everybody did it smartly, um, you know, being able to uh, try to come back. So so it was a good thing. It was a good thing. It was a good time. I had a good time. Yep. Good stuff. Thanks to Jonathan Langham – great conversation right there uh for my man uh always love talking to that dude he uh he's one of the good guys i mean that that that's one of the um the guys that keeps it real 
always keeps it real. Well, I mean, somebody down there's got to. That's right. That's right. All right. To the hotline for the final time tonight, right here from Texas. And this is fun because now we get to talk to one of the uh, one of the really cool dudes. My man, Barry Braun, he, uh, he's got the duel in the desert coming up. Uh, Double B, how we doing, my man? Well, um, just getting used to the climate out here, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, – no, we're good. This is good. Uh, came in early, been doing some work to the – to the facility and um yeah we're ready i mean this is this is something uh never been done before uh 25th year of the duel in the desert a purse of over six hundred thousand dollars and um awesome fields and all the cars uh, all the classes and it's going to be a show so yep. we're excited about it. Yep. So Barry, how how big is this? I mean, the one thing that that you do, you're an innovator. I mean, you are the one that 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 really makes all this stuff happen. I mean, to do this in Sonoya, man, you are just adding to the checklist here of of just huge events that you're making happen. Yeah, this one it was inherited. Um, technically, duel in the desert was one of yeah. our big first first big events in 2020 uh and so ever since we've started quote unquote started right doing events or promoting events we've been pandemic promoters mm-hmm. and we don't know any different it's been a, just a wild roller coaster ride and this is the first event that we came out of the gates with uh, i had broadcast it for uh eight years before that and we made a deal with the track, uh, took over the event, but we took it over, you know, right at the end of 20 when things were, you know, there wasn't a lot of racing going on, right. period. Uh, right. California was shut down for the most part. And it was just kind of when we're, when we're coming out of, out of the pandemic and, um, ridiculous, uh, entries, 460 cars. Mm for 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 that event and i'll be the first to tell you and i've said this in other podcasts and interviews but that was too much it was way too much and this this track uh it's in the middle of the desert and uh it doesn't run all it doesn't run all year right so quite honestly it was um it was it was it was really in, in retrospect it was a good way to start it was a good way to, uh, you know, really learn the ropes of, of what this is all about, even though we got our butts kicked. And and really not in a bad way, not in a good way. Yeah. Just in kind of a way that it's like, oh, wow, this is really what this is all about. Yeah. And it has helped, um, you know, obviously that led to the Bristol Dirt Nationals which then led to Texas Motor Speedway, which led to Charlotte, which led to North Wilkesboro and a number of other events. And um, now that, you know, so we're coming up on a two-year anniversary of of doing events, and we've done a lot of stuff in two years, uh, more than I probably should have ever done. But, right. uh, again, in retrospect, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to look back and say, you know, I – I shouldn't have done that. Really, it's it's got my ass kicked, and 
to, to, to know that and to accept it and to learn from it is the key. That's mm-hmm. the key. Uh, and I, I feel like, you know, going into this event is the most complete our organization's ever been from the top on down, which to me, you know, I know a lot of fans and, and media might look at an event at, at, at car count or revenue or I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at, okay, what can we do to build sustainable events right. and a sustainable company going into the future? Mm-hmm. And my win is looking at it's like, okay, we hit all of our marks. I feel confident that, you know, we did the best event that we possibly could with the resources that we have. Mm-hmm. And that's my win. That is my win. Um, it's it's cool to do big events. It's, it's cool to do big payouts. But there's also um, – more of a victory in knowing that you did it the right way That's right. Uh, and and you're able to do it the way that you want yeah. it's hard it's it's really hard to explain no 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 <laughs> when, doubt when, when, when many might look at the bottom line and you know how much money you make it and not uh, that's one thing I definitely learned right away in this in this whole process in this whole uh, production or promotion process is you know you're gonna you're gonna make some investment into sure. what yeah. you're doing. Yep. And if and if you don't, you're a fool. That's right. Uh you need you need to build that fan base. You need to build your driver base. You need to build trust. There's a lot of damn mistakes we made. And now I feel like we're finally really, you know, figuring out this is this is how you know it needs to be done. Um which has led to our next project at Pennsboro Speedway in 2024 um i i can give you you know just just from from my perspective you know yep. north wilkesboro and doing it and doing it this year was cool mm-hmm. but man it was way too fast it was way too fast and i can't put myself or my team through that meat grinder no more mm-hmm. and uh so that's when we when we were afforded this opportunity at pennsboro and I, I just told them like I'll do it, but I'm giving myself some time. Mm-hmm. We want to get, we want some time. We want to enjoy it. We want the fans to enjoy it with us. We want them to see the process. We want to, you know, just really reflect on what we're doing now instead of just going at warp speed. Right. And that's kind of like the next step in our process. And I think, you know, you'll see that in 2023. As we start laying, um, start digging up Pensboro and start getting to work, we're gonna we're gonna document that process every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want the fans to see that and see this is the kind of stuff we're doing. It's cool, yeah. But there's also I, I kind of look at it like you know like these uh, reality shows, like say like a, a you know a Gold Rush or something like that. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And some of this stuff might be you know it might be Hollywood now and whatnot, but there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of, you know, pain and agony and, you know, getting the job done on time and, you know, hitting deadlines and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's things that we we deal with that on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not all puppies and kittens. It's There's that's a right. lot of hard work. Like, you know, showing up to mm-hmm. Vegas and, and, and there was a communication error and we had to move our pits. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, 
something that we were planning for nine months, a brand new pit area in turns three and four. We had to bring out the old playbook and go back to the, to the other side of the track. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, right. and on the fly in one, in, in one day, um, you know, turn that around, which that's the stuff I'm very proud of our team because they're able to do things like that. Or, or how about this morning? It's it's windy out here, the yep. desert. Yeah, we spent a day and a half putting banners up around the track. Guess what? They all blew. Yeah, they down. had all come. They, they, <laughs> yeah, they had all come down. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, it, it, it's things like that that um, make you make you realize what your team's made of, and you know, uh, it's not just man. I'm putting on big races, and we're paying a lot of money, and right. Uh, stuff that people see on the surface it's there's a lot of like blood sweat and tears that go into it and i think our and more so than anything what i've come to appreciate is the effort our team puts in you know they're just as fired up as i am very passionate about what we do and i want them to be proud of what we're doing more so than you know the amount of money we're making and why and things like that that's cool I, I always have felt like if you do a good job, you'll make your money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I still feel like we got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what we're doing here in the desert. We're kicking it off uh, here Wednesday night with practice. It's actually going to rain here tomorrow. How about that, guys? How about that? It's going to rain do it to in it. the desert. One more obstacle, my man. Nothing to it. Nothing to it. Nah, it's all good. We The track could use a little water. That's good. So, we're uh no, then we'll kick it off Thursday with uh we got you know, our northern sport modifieds or stock cars modifieds and then uh of course the uh, XR Super Series light models. But full shows every night. Thursday, right. Friday, Saturday, and then we're kicking it off. I think this is kind of the sleeping giant right now is the big twenty five thousand to win stock car race next on on Saturday night, which is gonna be a hundred lapper. It's going to be the final event of the night. These guys have never raced 100 laps in their life. Wow! Most wow. of their most of their most of their features are 25 laps. That's right. Um, but 25,000 to win. Mm. But more importantly, 2,500 to start. Wow! Ooh. It's life changing money for most of these guys uh, to race for. And we're going to put on a show. I mean, I'm sure you guys know stock cars don't have a problem putting on a show. That's um, right. Yeah. Even down in Texas. Well, you guys call my stocks or something like that. Yeah, that's what we so, call <laughs> That's right. It's a, it, it's a different uh, name variant uh, for what you guys are doing. But yep, yep. Not, nonetheless, regardless of where they are in the United States, they're putting on great shows right now. In the duel last year, we had a photo finish at the you know, finish line with Dallin Murney and Zane DeVilbus. Mm-hmm. And uh, two of the top guys in the country, yep. and they're both going to be back here, and they're going for twenty five thousand on Saturday night. So, and to top that off, forty thousand to win XR Super Series late models, and there is a I think nine, eight or nine guys that can win double, meaning uh, it's called the triple double. They raced at uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway in May, at Kokomo Speedway in September, and because of it. There's no gimmicks. All they had to do was just show up and race. Mm-hmm. They get to race for double on the Saturday night of the Duel in the Desert. 
meaning that 40,000 could turn into 80,000. Wow. Just, just by showing up. So mm. uh, last year, Bobby Pierce, we, it was 50,000 to win last year. He doubled up, made a hundred grand uh, for winning the Saturday night of the duel in the desert. So we'll see if we can do it again. Good chance. I mean, we got guys like Jonathan Davenport and some of these heavy hitters, Tim McCready, that could easily win a race mm-hmm. and uh, double their prize money. Yeah. So that's right. It's going to be a big, big week here in Vegas. And of course, if you can't make it out to here, uh, it is not cheap to go to Vegas as much as it used to be. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so that, that's guys, I'll tell you this. One of the, one of the things that really makes me proud of, of this year more so than anything, obviously inflation's killing people right now. Yes, sir. It's, mm-hmm. it's expensive. We had to cut back on our crew here because mm-hmm. travel is out of control expensive right now. That's right. And to get 225 entries in in all the divisions to me is a huge win. I was expecting 150 entries. Wow. So for people to make the decision to come race with us in Las Vegas, to me, that's huge. It really is. Uh, I hope, you know, we can give them the best time possible because, man, right now it is just a tough, tough ask of yeah. these guys, and especially a lot of the grassroots guys. It's a tough ask to pay you know, the the amount of money for fuel to just show up in hotel yeah. room. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I know what it's done to us and our bottom line. I can't imagine if you take 225 racers at an average of man, if you got all their crews and stuff that's like a that, that's a lot of know, people, three, yep. to, three to 5,000 bucks. That's right. That's right. So easily. Yeah. Uh, I can't say it enough. I mean, we, we really do appreciate it their support we got a handful of guys from texas even coming and racing with us this week and that's a pull that's that is a pull that costs some serious gas money Mm -hmm. uh so you know them coming their sponsors you know a lot of these local folks that take care of them when they're racing weekly shows to you know pitching in just to get them to vegas yep i mean it's huge so we can't say enough. That's and again, I'm going to go back and say that's that's the win I see for us. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Getting support like that, putting on badass races, mm-hmm. and then hopefully we can continue to grow it and you know go from there. That's right. So, Barry, I got a question before we cut you loose. In terms of it, when when you come up with the idea, has it been the execution or is it your own? Like we talked to a lot of promoters all over the country and it's like they have this one idea that they want and then if it doesn't go according to plan, their plan, sometimes they freak out a little bit about it, but yet to the outside world, everything looks like it's working perfectly. Is your promoting style, do you get too hard on yourself on something like that or is it the end result, the fans and the racers having a better time than if it doesn't quite go perfect for you? So it's kind of morphed over time, you know, and you learn that by by experience. So I, I I probably should worry a little bit more than I do. Um, my personality just is like, you know, wing it, and we're going to make this happen. Uh, I don't lack confidence whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And But at the same time, you have to realize that there's there's a point where you can't become overconfident and cocky, and then you're going to get you're going to get smacked up. 
I mean, you're, you're going to make mistakes at that point. So I've tried to find more so of a middle ground. And I'll tell you the reason why uh, it's been reined in a lot, not only the financial side, but I've got a crew here that keeps me really grounded. Mm-hmm. And they're, they, they, they will look at us uh, or look at me and say, hey, here's what I think. I've become more cognizant of that uh, in the last year than I, than I ever have. Um, because here's the, uh, inside scoop. Not all my harebrained ideas work and (laughs) that's okay. They really is okay. Um, but now, you know, again, with, with, with experience and understanding, you know, how markets work, how people work, how psychology works, you know, a number of other things, you find a, a much, much more refined way of going about things. So, when I go into next year and, and we bring back the XR super series in 2023, yes, I'm going to do it again. I'm not going to do it the same. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. We're going to have big paying races, but we're also, and, and, you know, this is kind of where we built our niche is to work with the other events and the sanctioning bodies in the series to make sure that we make it a better overall package for everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you come in at first, you're like, oh, I'm a renegade. I've got this. I've got this figured out. I've got a whole new uh, outlook on things. I've got a different business model, which we do sure. because of streaming. And, 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 and it has given us a different angle. But still, that doesn't mean that I couldn't, you know, drive this thing off the cliff real easy. <laughs> and there's still there. You still have to ground yourself with you know, just really solid intel and decision-making and respect and a number of things that you would not realize when you first start. I mean, I could have taken 2021 Bristol and turned into an absolute madman after that just Mm -hmm. because it was a, it was, you know, a raging success and could have easily got to my head. Mm -hmm. Ah, We didn't, we didn't let, I didn't let that happen to an extent, uh, did some things <laughs> probably should have done. All right. Uh, but it also, you know, and then, and then going back to, to Bristol in 2022 and learning a lot more. Okay, great. Now we got our ass kicked and yeah. we lost a lot of money mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, we didn't, we didn't, you know, we, we, for what we did in 2021, we gave back in 2022. Yeah. That's not smart. It's just not smart. Um, so don't get too overconfident. And that's that again, that's why when I go to Pennsboro Speedway in 2024, as an individual, I will take more pride in that track being revived and coming back than anything else I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing against a Bristol or a North Wilkesboro or any other projects we've ever done. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm going to do it the right way based on the experience that I've acquired over the past couple of years. That's no right. more, no less. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, no doubt. Barry, I, I do want to ask you before I cut you loose, I, I mean, because I am a lifelong streamer. I, I was doing this way back before people knew what streaming was. <laughs> and I think that it's so important, like you with XR, and to have uh, to go in there and 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 team up with Racing America and all the different ones. I mean, 
It's so important at this point for short track racing, whether it's dirt or asphalt, to team up. I mean, to, to let's do this together. I mean, we got to save this stuff. You you have been the leader in 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 tying this all together for all of us. I uh, yeah, I think what you'll see. So the streaming market to get to that quick, it's going to struggle in the next year or two. Mm. And a lot of it is because uh, my my best phrase or the best way to say it, there's too much inventory. Mm. It has created a habit uh, where folks can, whether it's whether it's a uh, subscription-based or a pay-per-view, but mainly subscription-based, you're getting, yeah. you know, a number of races, uh, a huge amount. And and let me preface this: sure, nobody's nobody's doing anything wrong, nobody's doing anything that isn't right. It's it's a new market. It's a it's a, a new way of doing business. Right. And because of it we're adapting. So when you have a number of races and it really, you know, I, you can't define by numbers or analytics or anything like that, but you can tell it's, it's had a hurt sure. on weekly race tracks. It's yeah. had a hurt on, on special events. It's, it's put a hurt because by creating that mentality that I can watch, you know, a number of tracks, I can watch 40, 50 different races in a weekend. For the price of a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> well, well as, as a race fan, what are you going to do? Okay, you're tight on money. Inflation's high. Expenses are up. And you just want to enjoy your favorite sport. You sure. can't blame the fan that they've been gifted this opportunity to watch races at a discount. If they go to the local racetrack and they start thinking about how much am I going to spend in gas, mm-hmm. tickets, food, you know, we're a couple hundred bucks probably into it when sure. it's all said and done. Yeah. People can't afford that. So what it's done is it's created a habit. People decide to stay home, unfortunately, and they're not out and, you know, attending these races like they used to. Mm-hmm. So how do, how, how do we, you know, f- fire back from that? And I think that that's where you'll see some, some, some businesses come and go in the next couple of years um, because there's, there's a war brewing right now with broadcast rights and it's just it's that's reality and that that's what we're going to see and what we're going to deal with because as a track promoter you know knowing that and you know i've got to i've got to bring an x amount of revenue to pay the bills and whatnot and they're not making it well that's 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 a line item that's a that's a revenue piece for the the promoter that they've got to see you know either increased or there has to be a number there that makes yeah. it worth, you know, them doing what they do. That's right. But the bottom line is, yes, we do need to work together. Um, you know, check egos at the door, whatever, <laughs> you know, you want, whatever phrase you want to say, um, because those kind of partnerships are what are what, what's going to save the industry and save it for, you know, the future. Um, however, it pans out in the next couple of years. Yep. That's right. I, I know that that's opened up really awesome opportunities for us as promoters because we're open to say, hey, you know, we don't need to make all of the money, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, in, in that instance, in Racing America's instance, man, they know way more about asphalt racing than I'm ever going to know. Sure. So it's right by the fans that we bring in people that know what they're talking about, that mm-hmm. know how to shoot it 
that know the intricacies of that industry because, man, we're just a bunch of dirt track guys <laughs> that that have walked into this scenario that, and we want to do what's right by the fans. Well, sometimes that means we're going to go back to this. You make that investment. Make that investment into the fans, into the product, because down the line, those fans are going to remember that. Now, having some foresight to understand that is a little bit different than uh, the normal promoter because they're going to try and walk into this doing the line item thing, trying to make that money. Right. Like right right now, because like I got to pay the bills. We have the ability because you know, we have subscribers and it subsidizes some of these sure. events and some yep. of these series where we can make some decisions like that and say, no, we're not looking at today. We're looking at way down the line. Big we're looking at yeah. the potential of having another event. And these people come back and say, man, that broadcast on XR was, that was awesome. Yep. And it was great that we had the option to either buy it by the day or buy it, but you know, a, on a subscription or, or whatever, you know, is available to them. Mm -hmm. And that to me is, is the key. Um, hopefully our market can continue to do more things like that. I know that, you know, we're looking at things to, to help race in America, whether we bring some of our staff in, um, you know, share some Intel, you know, some things that we, we've done vice versa. Mm -hmm. And it, and it's a really cool, relationship that we've been able to put together we're not worried about taking each other's business we enjoy working with each other we you know that camaraderie and and i'll tell you this to kind of end this this conversation yeah more so than anything uh you have to enjoy what you're doing that's right because if you don't you shouldn't have been doing it in the first place yes sir Yep. and as we continue to grow and work in this industry more so than anything, that's what we, as as a company and as as individuals, that's what we enjoy, mm -hmm. is what we're doing. That's yeah. we got into it as race fans in the first place. We don't want it to feel like a job. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants it to feel like a job. We just want to enjoy it for what it is. We want to do positive things that impact mm -hmm. the industry, and knowing that and knowing that. You know, we've done those things or accomplished those things. You walk with your your head high, and, you know, you go to the next thing. That's and right. that's what's super cool about it. That's so right. hopefully yeah. in time we, we can, as an industry, you know, we can enjoy more of that. We can enjoy more of each other's time. And, I'm, I mean, if we've learned anything these last couple of years, I mean, life is short. And it, and it can hit you hard real fast. Yeah, it can. And that's. Yeah. We don't we don't want any of that. We don't want any of those bad vibes. We want to continue to enjoy each other's time and enjoy these events. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll tell you guys, man, this is the most, um, knock on wood, but this is the most complete that I've felt about this event so far in the three years that we've done it. Um, I'm going to try to enjoy the races this week. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> usually I, usually I'm, I'm banging away on some broadcast stuff or – I don't know, cleaning a toilet or something, right? <laughs> um, I got out here early enough that hopefully I can enjoy some of this stuff. I want to go shake somebody's hand in victory lane. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, just stuff like that. And, again, that's where 
you know, coming in early, working on the place, getting stuff ready. You know, we want to just sit back and enjoy it for what it is and take it all in. And I think uh, we start doing more of that in this world, you know, we'll make a positive impact together and, and we're going to grow it. I there's agree. it's it's obvious that there's enough participants and racers that want to you know come to big events and en- enjoy you know good shows that's right mm-hmm. so we'll just keep rolling that way and making shows for them to come to that's right lastly barry duel in the desert tell folks where to go get it i mean because i know for the texans and all of our southern folks we can't get over there tell folks where they can catch that and and check in and be a part of that this weekend so you can go to racexr.plus, racexr.plus, P-L-U-S. And, of course, it's on all the different platforms, uh, Android, Apple TV, Roku, Fire, all that good stuff. Get your monthly pass and uh, watch the entire event all three days this, this month. And how about this? Mm. If you're really if you're really sneaky about it and you kind of count the days and you're looking at that 30 <laughs> days, so if, here we go. if you go and pick it up, if you go pick it up there on practice night on the 9th, yeah. okay, November 9th, mm-hmm. now check this out. You can cancel right away. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to do that, but you can cancel right away. And you got that account till, you know, December 9th. Yeah. Well, we also got a race in uh, in Florida, XR Super Series, December 2 and 3 at the Alltech Raceway in Lake City, Florida, which is the season ender. So if you think about it this way, Thirty nine ninety nine. You get three days of doing the desert. You get two days at All Tech. You get five nights of racing. Love it for four for forty bucks, and uh, you don't got to move off your couch. That's right. You can go make your own. You can go make your own snacks. You can you know grab a couple you know cold brews or whatever you need cool to do. Ones. Yeah, and uh, you can hang out with us. And I will say this: late models run first every night this week. Mm. Mm, nice. Because we got a lot of folks out east that like to watch late models, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we're in the Pacific time zone. That's right. Trust me, I've been trying to get used to the time change. And <laughs> waking up at 3 in the morning isn't the funnest. Yeah, I bet. I bet. So Pacific time zone, we should be rolling on Eastern time about 10 o'clock yeah. for the main events for the late models. And we got, a lot, like I said, we got a lot of fans back out east that – you know, watch the super late models. So we want to get them taken care of first, get them done, and then roll into some of our support classes. But you're going to want to get a little sleep yep. Saturday night. It's uh, it's on. It is on. You know, you got a big late model show, big stock car show, 100 laps. Damn. You might have to camp out with us for a couple hours and enjoy the duel in the desert. And, again, it's on racexr.plus is where you're going to want to watch it. Yep, yep. Absolutely love it, my man. Barry, thank you for jumping on with us, dude. You, 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 my friend, are my hero. I mean, because as a short track guy, I mean, the things that you have done, uh, I don't care if it's dirt or pavement. I mean, it's guys like you that keep it real. And, uh, man, just keep on, brother. Just keep on. Proud to know you, man. We're going to give her hell. And if, uh, and if you really want to know who the real hero is. That's right. That's my that's my wife. Oh, I know that she, part. She keeps it, <laughs> she keeps it on the rails. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. You guys take care and thanks for having me. You bet. Dude. All right. Have you a bet. good one. Good take luck. Take care, Barry. Yep. Bye-bye. You bet. Barry Braun. Uh, promoters? Pay attention. We podcasting that. Yeah, we're going to put that we on its pod- own. We are podcasting that for you guys. That um <laughs> That is a 101 right there. Um the in- 
the the intensity in this guy's voice. It's like, uh, all right. He said the word a couple of times, investment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he also said that it's more about, not always about the bottom line, which I think was a very refreshing, refreshing, um, that's what I'm looking for, refreshing tale about from a promoter, right? Everybody thinks promoters are so money hungry. Most of the ones that we know aren't very money hungry. They they enjoy making money, sure, but they enjoy putting on good events too. And it sounds like Barry's part of that group too. And, so. and the thing is with with Barry, if you're not familiar with him, I mean, he really is the one. Like what the, the whole North Wilkesboro thing. Yes, it, it, it's back and all this, but it, it was Barry Braun that went and sat in those grandstands yeah. and and looked at that place and said, "I want to do this," and. I, I'm sure that Barry Braun, you know, you know, has plenty of money, and and you know has investors and everything. But this is just a he's just a race guy, and he went in there and he wanted to make this happen, and that's what he's doing, and that's what he's done with XR, and and that's why I wanted to ask him because I I know a lot of times with the streaming thing, he is the one that that him and Racing America. When I saw XR and Racing America, and I was mm-hmm. privy to some of those conversations, yeah. And I'm like, what? Wait, what? Yeah. As somebody that saw North Wilkesboro yeah, a couple like, of years ago, it's like who's teaming up? The fact what? that they actually are racing at North Wilkesboro still blows my mind. I still text you that every time I watch a race in North Wilkesboro. It's like unbelievable. I tell my wife all the time when she sits there and we pulled up to this little podunk, wore out racetrack with mm-hmm. buildings collapsing mm-hmm. all around it, mm-hmm. grandstands falling in on itself. The you know the, the press box falling in on itself. Driving through these little podunk county roads and little city roads, just pulling up in somebody's uh, trailer park driveway to get to the parking lot of the racetrack. And she says, what the hell are you here for? Why are we chasing this? Like, because this is North Wilkesboro Speedway. This place once was badass. Well, once was badass before is now badass now. Well, because that's, I mean, if it wasn't Marcus Smith and them with the help of the North Carolina State Legislature sure, budget, sure. I, I mean, but yeah. with the help of SMI, that place is coming back and that place... It's already sold out. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only way you can watch the All Star race now is going to be on TV. Probably yeah. one of the highest rated. It's going to be one of the highest rated All Star races in a long time if they don't screw it up. <clears throat> and it's a lot of push right there. And and the one thing I want to talk about. I mean, obviously, you know, talking to Joey Smith tonight. You know, with one hundred and five, with with everything they're doing, Jonathan Langham. You know, with with he's going to race at Mobile and everything that that he's talking about. Barry Braun, the man that resurrected. In my opinion, North Wilkesboro oh, yeah. just gave us 31 minutes to talk on our show about short track racing. Yeah. And the dual- I wanted to talk to him more about well, it, but and, 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 I wanted to know his promoting style more than anything. And, and the thing was, he wasn't so much pushing the duel in the desert unless we asked about it. He was talking about short track racing. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what that dude is all about. That's what he's all about. And and. You know, obviously, I mean, he he has a lot of leverage and all that, but uh, that right there is one of the coolest um, 30 minutes we've ever had on this show. Yeah, one and of the top 30 minutes we've had in a long, long time. Absolutely. And it's guys like that, that um, promoters, go back and listen to that. I mean, yes, you don't have the money that he does, but man. Go dig into that brain. Mm-hmm. Go dig into that brain because that, that, that that's, that's, I mean... He was you guys. He was you guys as mm-hmm. a promoter way back when. Way back when, before he resurrected North Wilkesboro, he was just a race fan. That's right. Just a race fan. Great program. 
It's fun. Astros. Uh, Happy Veterans Day for the veterans out there coming up on Friday. So if you don't uh, have the day off like some state workers do, uh, go out and thank a veteran because obviously if if it wasn't for them, uh, we wouldn't have the ability to go up and thank them uh, for their day. So That's right. Mobile, Saturday. Houston, Saturday. HMP, 105. 105 is going to be huge. It's going to be a hell of a show. That's a lot of money. (laughs) Dude, 105 is going to – I think 105 might blow us all out of the water on that one. Yeah, good stuff. Clash in two weeks. That's Derby right. in four weeks. That's right. Uh, the Western Shootout down at the Clash is in five, or down at uh, the Race Ranch in five weeks. Big money season is here. It's on fire. We'll cover it all right here. Time to go racing. Thank you, Joey Smith. Thank you, Jonathan Langham. Thank you, Barry Braun. The music ran out. He's Bobby. I'm Rodney. We gone. We'll see you next Monday.